Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live.
Lord restores our hearts to the worship of giving. I was what Malachi's third chapter, verse 8 through 12. For the man of God, yet ye have loved me, but ye say, when have we loved me? And five and all. Ye have cursed as a curse, but ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me here with faith, the Lord of hosts. If I now open you the woods of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be enough to receive. And I will abuse and devour for your sake, and you should not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the times of the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall be called us, for you should be as the light of land, saith the Lord of hosts. So, most and be God's given, no matter how strong, the more you give, the more he'll give to you. So, be forgiven. I know it's really Oh Lord, you you can be forgiven. No matter how you try. Oh, you get the more you get. Okay. I know we're willing to no love you. You can be God-given. No matter how you try. You can the more you can do. So keep on giving. I know it's really true. Oh, Lord, you, you can be God-given no matter how you God. Let us stretch out into the words of you. All right. How far do you go to heaven? I will be that name that cannot come, that will be done on earth as it will be in heaven. The rest of the day, I will be there to give us a bit of peace to give us a bit of peace. It is my anticipation that you are unable, but that the king of promise was not the earth. Amen. This is a giving day. I 
in us and through us. Amen. Thank God for the service that has been rendered thus far. Thank God for for those of you who have assembled here in the house. Amen. Of prayer on today, as well as those who may have called in to listen to our live broadcast. We are the New Web Life Ministries. Amen. I'm Pastor Herman L. Evans. We are located 328 State Highway, 249 in Pinehurst, Texas. Our zip here is 77362. Our email is nwoflife2002 at yahoo.com. Amen. Those are the ways that you can get in touch with us if you feel the need to do so. Amen. It would be our pleasure, amen, and a blessing to hear from you if we have been any kind of help or blessing unto you in any kind of way. Amen. We thank God for you, and we ask that you will pray for us as we continue to do what God has called us to do. Our message on today will be coming from the book of Philemon. Amen. Philemon only has one chapter. Amen. So you don't have to worry about what chapter because there's only one chapter in Philemon. Amen. And we're going to start our reading from verse number one. Amen. So we can get understanding on what God is saying to us. In the message, amen, there is a message from God. Philemon, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer. And to our beloved Ophia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house, grace to you and peace. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayer. Hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints that the communication of that faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Wherefore, thou, wherefore though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, Yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such a one as Paul the age, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bounds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again, thou therefore receive him, that is, my own bowels. Whom I, have, whom, whom I would have retained with me, that in thy stead 
he might have ministered unto me in the bounds of the gospel. But without thy mind, would I do nothing, that thy benefit should be, as it were, of necessity, but willingly. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season, that thou should receive him forever. Not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. If he had wronged thee, or if he ought, put that on my account. I, Paul, have written it with my own hand. I will repay it, albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me even thy own self besides. For a little while this afternoon, we like to speak from the, from the matter a change of heart. A change of heart. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the reading of the scripture. We thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that uh, this flies off the verses of these scriptures unto us and into our heart. We thank you, Lord God, for those who have walked before us, that we may have this testimony, Lord God, of Philemon and of Onesimus and of Paul, of what they did, Lord God, concerning their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that gave them a change of heart. And, Father, we pray as we minister this word today that whatever it is that's not in your sight pleasing, that it may give us a change of heart. So, Father, we pray that you move in this place upon every heart. Remove, dear God, upon every mind and upon every conscience today. In the mighty name of Jesus, that we may see ourselves as Paul saw Onesimus and Philemon began to receive him as his own. And, Father, we be ever so mindful to give your name the praise. All the glory and the honor belong to you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray and the church say, Amen. You may be seated. Amen. A change of heart. Amen. This is what the Lord do in us when we really have surrendered to him. He changes our heart. Amen. He, he gives us a change of heart, something that we once desired, we don't desire anymore. Places we used to go to, it does not interest us anymore. Amen. What used to be fun to us don't really have an appeal to us anymore. It lets you know that you have a change of heart because God has brought change over you. Jesus said in the scriptures that wherever a man's heart is, there you shall also find his treasure. Now, we do know that a treasure represents something that is of value, something that is of interest to the individual that possesses it. Amen. This is what God has told us concerning our heart. Amen. And so he deals with us concerning the heart according to something that we have handled in a tangible way, a treasure, something that is of value or interest to you. Amen. We guard this. Amen. We looked after it. Amen. And we embraced this. And so he said, where your heart is, there you would find your treasure. Amen. In our text, we find 
mine is a rich man. Amen. He owns houses and he owns land. Amen. And he even has servants to attend to his every beckoning need. Amen. Onesimus is one of Philemon's servants. Amen. Now the fact he is associated with being a slave. Amen. Which means that whatever, amen, Philemon or someone that have authority in Philemon's house tell Onesimus to do, amen, he has to do whatever he has been called to do. Amen. Paul's apostle, amen, he, he, he runs into Onesimus in a place called Colossa, amen, where, where Paul writes to the church there, to the Colossians, amen, and he lets them know concerning some things that's going on in the church. And while Paul is ministering to the people, Onesimus runs from Philemon right into the homes of Paul. Paul begins to minister unto Onesimus. Onesimus, amen, hear and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, in his heart, amen. And what Onesimus' name means is to be profitable. But during the time that he was in Philemon's house, amen, being a slave, amen, the Bible said that he was unprofitable. Amen. You can't profit yourself rather than being a prophet to anyone else when you're enslaved by something or someone. Amen. Somebody in here knows what I'm talking about because we all have been there at some point in time in our lives. We have been enslaved to something or someone. Amen. And it's not a comfortable thing, amen, to be enslaved, amen, to something or someone. Amen. Because it has a hold on you. Amen. You can't be who you supposed to be. Amen. You can't act like you're supposed to act. Why? Because you're not your own. Amen. Somebody else is pulling your string, baby, like a puppet on the string. Somebody else is commanding you. Amen. And putting ultimatums on you. Amen. And so you're living in fear. Amen. You're living from day to day not knowing what will happen or what won't happen. Amen. Why? Because you're only a servant. Amen. And you have no control over your own life. Why? Because you're enslaved to something or to someone. It's bad when somebody has control of your life and you can't control your own life. Amen. And as Paul ministered at Colossians, amen, to the church at Colossians, amen, Onesimus, amen, heard some good news. Amen. He heard something that Paul was saying, amen, to the audience out there, and it, and it captured uh, Onesimus, it caught his attention, and he began to listen to some good news. Amen. It's, it's good when you can hear somebody say something good. Amen. You've been living, amen, under some bad conditions all your life, and now somebody is telling you something good. Amen. When somebody tells you something different from what you have been accustomed to hearing and accustomed to living under, amen, you will, amen, at some point in time embrace it. Onesimus embraces the gospel, and he accepts Christ as his personal Savior. And when he accepts Christ as his personal Savior, the Bible said that Onesimus begins to testify to Paul. Amen. He begins to confess, amen, that he's a runaway slave. Amen. He's not only a runaway slave, but he stole from his master. Amen. Does not that look, amen, the picture of some of us in here on today? Even somebody that might be listening in, through the broadcast, amen, we have stole from our master, amen, we only didn't only steal from him, 
Amen. But we ran away from him. Amen. Some people in the church might call that backsliding. Some people might call that slipping and sliding. Amen. Into darkness. Amen. And so, so, so Onesimus, amen, he confesses, amen, his faults one to another. The Bible says, for the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We have to confess, amen, what we are and what we didn't did. This is how, amen, God gives us a change of heart when we can see ourselves when somebody else is ministering the word of God. Amen. You don't need to see your sister or your brother, baby, but God wants us to see ourselves. Amen. One songwriter says, not my mother or my brother that's standing in the need of prayer, but it's me, O oh Lord, that's standing in the need of prayer. Amen. That's why it's important for us to come to church. Amen. When the service begins, amen, because that's the time that we go into what we call prayer service. That's the time we can get on our bending knees and talk to God for ourselves and for our family and for our friends and sometimes even our enemies. Amen. We can tell God every concern that's upon our heart. Onesimus was enslaved by Philemon. Amen. And he felt uncomfortable. Amen. Living under those conditions. And so what, what Onesimus does, amen, he runs away. Amen. And running away, amen, from one thing, he ran right into the home of Paul. Amen. When he ran into the arms of Paul, he finds him in Colossus. Amen. Ministering the word of God. Amen. That's why the Bible says you should be quick to hear. Amen. Be slow to speak and slow to wrath. Because sometimes what somebody might be saying could be of a great benefit to you and I. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Thank you for what you're doing. Amen. In the lives of your people. Amen. We don't have to live by intimidations and by ultimatums and demands of other people, amen, so we can be accepted by other people and we can fit into their programs, amen, and profit their agenda, amen, because it's a bad thing when you have to try and fit in, amen, when God is trying to tell you you should be standing out. Lord, help us here today. God is not asking us to fit in, amen, he's asking us to stand out. He said, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Amen. When you can't please nobody else, baby, you can please God. Amen. When you, when you can't be loved by nobody else, amen, you can be loved by God. Paul, amen. He takes time, amen, with Onesimus because this is a very grave matter that Onesimus is dealing with here, amen, because uh, during this period of time, amen, for a person to be a slave and run away, amen, left him on steal from his master, amen, this was a death sentence, amen. So, so now he is not only concerned about his well-being, he's also concerned about his life, amen. But Paul, amen. He, 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 he's caught in a very unique situation here, amen, because little do Onesimus know that Paul was the benefactor, amen, in Philemon being saved, amen. Philemon, amen, heard the gospel sometime uh, before Onesimus, amen, and Philemon, amen, 
being a rich man, he still concluded in himself that he needed much more than what life was offering him, and he accepted Christ as his Savior. Look how God works in the lives of people. He'll send somebody ahead of you. He'll send a situation in the matter ahead of you to be resolved so that when your turn comes, amen, the person can show you some mercy. Somebody can show you, amen, some, some, some mercy of forgiveness. Amen. And so Onesimus, amen, he does not know that Philemon is a saved person. He does not know that Philemon is one who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But when Onesimus began to talk to Paul concerning his situation with Philemon, amen, Paul sits down. Amen. He don't dictate. Normally Paul would dictate, amen, to Luke or one of the followers with him on what the rights of the church. Amen. But this is a personal letter. This has become personal to Paul because Paul knew that he was uh, 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 very uh, instrumental in Philemon accepting Christ. And so now he sends this letter, amen, this personal letter of love, understanding, and forgiveness to Philemon. And he tells Philemon concerning Onesimus, amen. But look how Paul sets him up. Paul sets him up just like God sets you and I up, amen. When we're angry and upset about something, when we've done something, amen, and, and, and uh, somebody has hurt us and done something to us, and we don't seem like we can get over it. And, and he, 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 he fills our heart with joy and with love, and, and, and so we can look at somebody else with the same love and forgiveness that he forgave you with. He tells, he tells Philemon, he tells Philemon, and the Bible says that he does not dictate. He writes this letter in his own handwriting. He takes time. Something like God does with you and I, he takes time, amen, to send this letter with his own handwriting to let Philemon know that this is a personal matter to me. Lord, help us here today. Isn't that something how we can be a personal matter to God? As Onesimus, amen, was a servant, amen, to Philemon, and Philemon was his master, so are we servants to God, and he becomes our master. Amen. That's why. When Jesus was walking through, amen, Galilee and, 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 and Jerusalem and, and all the people who had a dying need to be healed and delivered from some type of sickness or disease, they didn't call out Jesus and say, Master, have mercy upon me. Amen. Master means that you rule, amen, and super rule over everything. Whatever you say, whatever you command, it shall be done. And so they, they, they related to Jesus as master. Philemon was Onesimus' master. So now Paul, who was instrumental in Philemon being saved, he writes this personal letter. You know, every time you get down on your knees, that's a personal letter that you send to God between you and him. Amen. Because you have a personal matter that is laying upon your heart. Amen. He lets, him, he lets uh, Philemon know concerning those that are in uh, uh, Rome uh, uh, with him. Because Paul sends this letter to, the, to, to Philemon while he's yet in prison down in Rome. Lord, help us here today. How can we, how can we be so, have so much concern for somebody else while we still yet having our own personal problems? Amen. But Paul, amen, was so committed to Christ. He was so committed to the gospel, amen, that he forgets about his own situation, and yet he attends to the situation that Onesimus is in. And so he let them know who is all with him during this period of time 
while he's writing this letter concerning Onesimus. And he tells him, grace be to you from, the, from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank God on every mention of you because what I've heard concerning you, Philemon, that you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job, and you're showing love to all, not some of the saints, but to all the saints. In other words, fill in mind, you're not having no respect to person. You're not looking upon the people who have money and have position who call themselves saints. You're even showing the same love and, and, and concern for all mankind, regardless of what their financial status is, regardless of where they live at. I'm, 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 I, I hear the communication. I've gotten words back. I've heard some people testify concerning the love that you have shown to all mankind. He says, your faith has been effectual. The communication I've heard about you, amen, is letting me know that what you're doing is affecting people. Do you realize that we're supposed to have an effect upon this world? The Bible says we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Amen. We have been called out of darkness until his marvelous light. And he said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. We should have an effect upon this world. Amen. Every time light springs up in darkness, amen, people should stand up. People should run for cover. People should run and hide. Why? Because light has sprung out in darkness. He said, I've heard the communication. I've heard people testify and talk about your faith, how effective it has become. Amen. In the place where you worship. He said, now thank God. Amen. And joy fills my heart to know that now you're having the church inside your house. Now, we're talking about somebody that has status. We're talking about a rich person. And, you know, some people who have stuff. Amen. You know, they, they, they value the stuff that they have much more than they value people. But here we find Philemon is not concerned about his house. He's not concerned about his furniture. He's only concerned about people coming to give themselves to God. When are we going to have the same kind of concern for people? Amen. So people can come out of darkness into the light of Jesus Christ. People can come out from drugging and whoremonging and doing the things that they're doing, amen, to destroy their life before it even gets started, where we can have an effect. We can have an effect upon this world. God wants us to make an effect. He wants us to make a difference. Amen. In this world. So Paul writes this letter of concern for Onesimus. And he tells Philemon that Onesimus in time past was unprofitable to you because he was a slave. Everything Onesimus done, he did it because he was commanded or demanded to do. Onesimus had ultimatum placed upon him. Amen. How many people here know, as well as those that's listening in, how hard it is for you to live with an ultimatum? Amen. If you don't do this, I'm going to leave you. And if you don't do that, I'm not going to bring money home to take care of your business. If you don't do this, amen, I'm not going to do that. Ultimatums, amen, would put pressure upon an individual where they can't really live their true life. They really can't be who they need to be or who God had made them to be when you're living up under ultimatum. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about, that somebody at one point in time has placed some type of ultimatum upon you, 
a lot of our young girls and got pregnant because somebody played an ultimatum on us. If you love me, prove it to me. And if you don't prove it, then I'm going to leave you and go with somebody else. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ultimatums is very hard and strange to live up under. Amen. Paul, amen, is trying to explain to uh, a Philemon, amen, how he can get the best, amen, out of Onesimus. Because Onesimus' name, amen, interpreted means profitable. He was supposed to be profitable, he said, but in time past, while he was there with you and working as a slave, he was unprofitable. He couldn't be what he wanted to be. He had too many demands on him. He had too many commands on him, and he had to live up under an ultimatum. Amen. But now since he has heard the good news, now that he has accepted Christ in his life, he said, I'm sending him back to you. Amen. I'm sending him back much better than he was before. I'm sending him back, and I want you to accept him not only as a servant, but also as a brother. Amen. In Christ. Amen. I'm sending him back. Amen. He's not coming back. Amen. There's a person that's unprofitable. Oh, no, no, no. He's not coming back like that, baby. I'm sending him back. Amen. Amen. Much better than he ever was before. He's going to take off his cloth kept too. Amen. He's going to put on his Superman cape. Amen. I'm sending him back. Amen. He ain't going to be Bruce Banner no more. No, baby. He's going to turn into the incredible Hulk. I'm sending him back much better than he was before. He's not going to be Bruce Wayne no more, baby. I gave him a Batman cape, and he's coming back much better. Much better than he ever was before. Amen. I'm sending him back. Amen. And he's going to be not only more profitable to you, but he's going to be profitable also to me. Amen. Not only in the flesh, but also in the spirit. Amen. He's going to be working on twofold now. He's going to be working, amen, in your vineyard as well as going to be working in God's vineyard. And he's not only going to be a prophet to your business, to your household, but he's going to be a prophet to the kingdom of God. Lord, help us here today. We've got to be careful when we put more emphasis, amen, on what we want and on the things that we do, amen, to try and enhance our house, amen, our finances, when we don't put emphasis on working for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God knows how to deal with you to give you a change of heart. Amen. What Philemon, amen, has in his heart and in his mind to do, amen, Paul sends his personal letters to him, and now Philemon has a change of heart. Amen. He tells him, amen, perhaps that when Onesimus left, he only left for a season. Amen. Sometimes when people leave, amen, it's only to make an individual better. Amen. Because sometimes we can't see so clear when we talk closely connected to people. Amen. God wants to get us alone. Amen. So he can talk to us, so he can deal with our hearts on a more personal basis. Onesimus had to get away from Philemon. He had to get away from the other servants. Amen. So he can speak much clearer. And so Paul is saying to him, he's reasoned with him, and he's telling him that if he did leave, amen, and if he did run away, maybe it was for only a season that he would come out here to hear the gospel and become a better person and more profitable, not only to you, but also to me, and not only in the flesh, but also in the spirit. Lord, help us here today. Paul is saying to him, he said, now, when I send him back, amen, I want you to receive him as you were receiving me. Lord, help us here today. God is telling us when we receive people, he said, receive people as if though you're receiving me. This is what he's saying to you and I. When you, when you, Lord, help us. 
When you receive people, receive them as if so you were receiving me. When you look upon people who didn't wrong you, look at them as you're looking at me. Amen. Thank God that he, when he looked down on you and I, Sister James, that he, over, he looked over our fault and he still ascended to our need. Amen. The songwriter said, I came to Jesus just as I was. I was wounded, weary, and sad, but I found in him a resting place. Now he has made me sad. All of us at some point in time have been wounded by this, that, and the other. Wounded from disappointments and failures. Wounded. Amen. From people who think that they would be there for us and got up and left us wounded by the words they said to us that just pierced our heart. Wounded. We was wounded. We've been wounded. Onesimus was wounded. Amen. But Paul tells Philemon, whatever it is that Onesimus has done to you, I want you to receive it as if you were receiving me. Amen. He says, I want you to receive him as you were receiving me. Paul knew that, 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 that he was touching Philemon's heart because he knew that he was instrumental in Philemon's heart being changed. He was instrumental in, in, in Philemon, amen, having a change of heart. He was instrumental in Philemon, amen, coming into the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, amen. And he didn't owe him any money. He owed him his very life. Amen. So Paul is reasoning with him. He said, whatever it is that he owes you, he said, place it on my account. Amen. Whatever he, he, he owes you, whatever he took, amen, that was more dear to you than me, he said, then place it on my account, and I will. I will repay it. I will repay it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for paying, amen, my cause. Amen. The songwriter said, Jesus paid it all. Amen. And to all, to him I owe. Amen. I don't owe no man anything. Amen. My, my debt, amen, is to Jesus Christ because he paid it on Calvary's cross. Amen. He paid it. Amen. If he hung up on the cross, he paid it when he didn't say a mumbling word. He paid it when they nailed the nails in his hand. He paid it when they put nails in his feet. He paid it. Amen. When, when, when sweat dropped as it was dropped to blood, he paid it. When he put 72 stones upon his head, he paid it. Amen. When he hung him high and stretched him wide, he paid it. Amen. When he pierced him in his side, he paid it all. He paid it. Amen. And now, amen, since I came into the knowledge of him, amen, I have a change of heart. Amen. I can't do what I used to do. Amen. I can't react how I used to react. Even though some things may upset me, some things may hurt me. Amen. But that too <laughs> shall pass. Amen. Thank you. Why? Because when you have a change of heart, you can't remain the same. Amen. You might be affected by it. It may hurt you. Amen. It may make you feel bad. Amen. But you can't stay the same. I remember when we were in the church, the songwriter used to sing the song in the church. I'm not the same anymore. Jesus came into my life. I'm not the same. Anymore. Amen. Things may, may touch you. Amen. Things may affect you. But then you can't be the same. You can't be the same. Because when God, when, when the Lord comes into our life, he gives us a change of heart. Amen. It's in my heart. Amen. It's in my heart. When you get a change of heart, amen, it gives everybody 
the, the conclusion that Christ has taught your life. You can't remain the same. Or, amen. Onesimus, amen, he, he was unprofitable to build a mountain when he was a servant. When he was working in the field, when he was working in the house, amen, and he was demanded and commanded and worked under ultimatum, amen. He couldn't be any prophet. Why? Because he couldn't be who he really was. And this is what happened to us when we are enslaved to people. When we're enslaved to something or someone, we can't be who we really are because we're too busy trying to please other people and we can't please ourselves for being who we really are. And so what we do, we put on a facade to try and please other people so that we can be accepted by them and fit in with them when God is saying, I want you to stand out as my own. And we live a miserable life. But listen, it was miserable to the point that you run away. And this is what happens when you don't be who you really are. And when you really find out the real you, all you do is run a person away from you rather than running them to you. And so God is telling us today, just be who you are and who he has made you. The Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He didn't make no excuse. He didn't make no, no, no mistake with you, baby. When he made you who you are today, he did not make a mistake with you. And you can't allow people to change you to be in the city for what they want you to be and how they want you to be and how they want you to react and how they want you to do this and how they want you to do that. Maybe be yourself because you can be a perfect you rather than being a poor example of an imitation. Why be a sad and a poor imitation of somebody else when you can be a perfect original of yourself? And you're living a miserable life when you can't be who you are. And you have to, you have to live for other people ultimatums and demands. Everything they say, you change into this. Everything they want you to do, you do that. But here yet you're going through life miserable. You're not happy with who you are because you've got to be what somebody else wants you to be. Onesimus. He ran away because Onesimus had a good heart, and he wanted to be of some kind of value and profit to whoever he was with. But he couldn't be that. Why? Because he was living upon the demand. And when you live upon somebody else's demand and whatever somebody else expects of you, we try to live by what other people expect of us, and we can't live our own life. And you don't want to be a person of misery. You make everybody else around you miserable. But now on Nisimah, look how good God is and how much he loves us. He allowed Onesimus. He could have ran anywhere. And he ran right into the home of Paul. And Paul sees the need of this individual and he embraces him. And when he embraces him with the love of God, Onesimus begins to pull out his situation. Now you would think that a person who's a runaway slave and then stole and he's on the run wouldn't tell nobody anything like that. But he confesses to Paul. And the very unique thing about this situation, Paul had just ministered to Philemon and Philemon had accepted Christ. Philemon have a change of heart. He's not worried or concerned about his business deals. He's not worried or concerned about how well his house is ran. He's not worried or concerned about 
people not walking on his carpet and coming in and disturbing things in his house, Paul just, oh, I mean, Onesimus, Jeremiah, and open up his whole house that we can have church now. And when you have, really have church, people is jumping and shouting and running all over the place and giving themselves to God and having a good time in the church house. And Philemon is not disturbed by any of this because he wants to do something for God because God done something for him. When are we going to get this type of attitude that we want to do something for God because of all that God has done for you? Philemon, he's not mentioning or even asking a question where Onesimus is at. Matter of fact, it's a possibility he don't even miss Onesimus because he's so caught up in worship. He's so caught up in giving thanks to God. When are we going to get so caught up that we forget about our own personal matters and put our minds on me? I woke up this morning with my mind staying on me. I didn't worry about my problem because I got God on my mind. And if I got God on my mind, I can't have the problem on my mind at the same time because that's, that, that's the law of science. Two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. I'm walking and I'm talking with my mind. Woo! Staying on Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm singing and I'm, and I'm praying with my mind, just staying on Jesus. So Philemon, while he was having church in his house, he couldn't even miss Onesimus. But Onesimus was worried because he knew he had done something wrong, and he knew that his life was at stake. Do you realize when you do wrong, your very life is at stake? When you break fellowship with God, with your master, Onesimus had broke fellowship with his master. His master was in worship, and he was not missed. And it weighed so much on Onesimus' heart. It let you know the type of heart Onesimus had is weighing on him. So that when he ran into the homes of Paul, he confessed. When the last time you really confessed before God? When the last time you really confessed and got on your knees and said, Lord, I'm sorry because I have sinned against you, and against heaven have I done this evil in your sight? When the last time you really got down to real serious prayers and talk to God concerning you and your faults and your failures. Paul was able to relate to what Onesimus was saying because Paul had called himself the chief of sinners because he had persecuted the church of God. See, when you know you've done wrong and others come, it's easy for you to see and feel where they're coming from because you once was in that state. You once was there where they are at. Maybe your situation might have was a little worse than these. And so you're able to give ears to what they're saying and have and have a heart for what they're dealing with. And so 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 Paul listens to what Onesimus is saying. And Paul is is is, is, is encouraging Onesimus, say, Don't worry, Onesimus, because I know Philemon. He was once in the service where I preached. Amen. And he accepted the same God that you have accepted today. Amen. And I'm gonna sit down and write a personal letter. This is only one of three personal letters that Paul sat down and wrote himself. He wrote a personal letter to Philemon. He wrote a personal letter to Titus. And he wrote a personal letter to Timothy. Lord, help us in day. He said, Timothy, he said, store up the gift that lies within you. We got to store up our gift. God then gave you something to work with, baby. 
but but because you're working and living up under the pressure that you're living under, to have to please this one, that one, and the other one, and other people, amen, you have left God on the back shelf, and you're not pleasing God, amen, and you got to the point where you don't even please yourself no more. Amen. You buy clothes, and that's going to satisfy you. You get a car, that's going to satisfy you. You got money, that's going to satisfy you. You got all kinds of things around you, and none of that satisfies you. Why? Because you're living upon the ultimatum. You're living by someone else's hopes and dreams. We see a lot of times in some of these movies on TV where, where, where a father is, is trying to live his dreams out in the life of his child. And this is what happens when we want to please people. We have to live, live out their hopes and dreams and satisfy every, every whip and everything that, that, that they desire. We have to do this for them and jump through hoops in order for the fit in and please them. But God is saying to us today, sisters and brothers, that I, don't want, I didn't call you for you to fit in. I called you so you could stand out. Philemon and Onesimus standing out so, so, so vividly that Paul writes a personal letter, which is only one chapter. He was, he was, he was precise and direct to the point of the matter that was at hand. And see, when you stop beating around the bush and you face your situation head on, baby, you can get over it. You can, be, you can get back in control of your life. You can get back in control of your life. You've been allowing people and things to control your life too long. And you need to get back in control of your own life. But as long as you beat around the bush and look in the, in, in the mirror, if a mirror, mirror on the wall, all a mirror going to do is just lie to you and tell you whatever you want to hear. Who's the fairest of them all? Who is the fairest of them all? The mirror going to tell you, you baby, you still got it going on while people are still making a fool out of you. You're still living under ultimatums, and you can't be happy, and you can't, you can't do what you want to do because you've got to make sure that you meet the demands of somebody else. But Onesimus, Onesimus got a word from Paul, and Paul took time to write his personal letter to, to Philemon because he knew that Philemon was in debt to him because he was the one who introduced Philemon to Jesus Christ. And you know that Philemon was doing well, and that Philemon had Christ in his heart. Because he had heard the Bible says the communication. Communication means testimony. Testimony was sent back to Paul on how well Philemon was doing. How well Philemon had forgot about the things of the possessions of this life and opened up his whole house and his heart so the people of God could come in and have worship. And have worship. And so now he sends this letter and say, look, whatever he's done, whatever he owes you, look, put it on my account. Put it on my account. What shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world, die, and lose his soul? And what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world, die? And what 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 what, what profit? What, what shall you give in exchange for your soul? Do that woman mean that much to you? Do that man mean that much to you that you're willing to give your life and lose your soul for this woman, for this man, for this job, for the money, for the car? What are you willing to give up for your soul? What is worth your soul? He says, he says to Philemon, he says, whatever it is that he owes you, brother, 
I want you to put it on my account. Then I'll pay. Whatever you say it is, whatever the price, whatever the number is, I'm going to pay you. Now, Paul is sending this letter. Now, let, let, let me remind you, Paul is in prison. He, he's in a jailhouse. He don't have, he don't have two nickels to rub together, but he's saying, whatever it is, I'm going to pay you. Whatever it is, I'm going to pay you. He said, brother, this is what the Lord said to you and I, sister. He said, whatever your, whatever your word may be, yeah, okay. He said, for every man shall be rewarded for the work that he do. And for whatever work we do for the kingdom, God said, I'm going to repay there's nothing that you do, no time you give. You get time to him, he adds to your life. <laughs> how can you beat God's gifts? How can you beat God? God said, God said, you delight yourself in me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. You can't be in heaven, David. He said, if you, if, 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 you, if you come to me, he said, I'll give you peace. And I'll give you rest. Not a help, but it is. How can you think and get it? Huh? How can you think and get it? He said, I'll give you houses. It isn't there. You feel that house in it? He said, I'll give you, I'll give you land. Amen. You didn't, you didn't play. I'll give you vineyards. Amen. That you didn't, that you didn't play. I'll give you everything that you need if you give yourself to me. This is how much God, amen, showed his love and kindness towards you. When you have a change of heart and you take and put him first, Amen. And put everything else behind you. Amen. And say, for God I live, for God I die. Feel now. After receiving a letter from Paul, that it changes Paul. Why is that we don't have a change of heart once we hear the message, once we hear the word of God? Once we hear how much God has done for us. If you can put yourself in the place of, of, of Philemon and Onesimus, amen, and look at it as if God is looking at you and you've done this wrong to him. Amen. I believe that should give us a change of heart when we look at what other people have done. All of us have done have been wrong. All of us have been hurt. All of us have been disappointed. All of us have been betrayed by something or someone. Because we put our hopes and our dreams in it. And it broke our heart. And it broke our heart. And when your heart got broken, you wasn't possible to believe to yourself, let's not to anybody else. You couldn't even help your own children. Because your heart was so broken, you were so messed up. You talk crazy to your own children. Something that you burst out of your body, you talk crazy to them. You hit it, you, 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 you punished it, you did all kinds of crazy things. So when you burst out of your own body, why? Because your heart was broken. And but Jesus said, come to me. All ye that live in a heavy lead. He said, I'm going to give you rest. I'm, I'm going to give you some peace in this, sister girl. Brother, man, I, he said, I'm going to help you with your situation. He said, I'm going to give you rest. He said, learn of me. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. long as you're burdened and you, carry, you let somebody yoke you down, baby, you'll never have peace. I don't care how much money you got and I don't care what, what, what community you live in. What school you go to or how many degrees you have on your wall, baby. You can have as many as they have on the thermometer. You'll never be happy. You'll never be happy. 
you'll never be satisfied. What God has given us and meant for, for to be a blessing to us, the Bible says, blessed is the man who has his quiver full. He said, for the fruit of the womb is the heritage of the Lord. Something that God can give you a heritage of, to carry on your name. Here you, you, you look upon it, you frown on it, you feed on it. You don't take time with it. Why? Because you're living up under other people's demands and ultimatums. And you feel as if that you've got to fit in with people and with a system so you can fit in when God wants you to stand up. God is giving us a change of heart. Maybe not all at once, but little by little, he's giving us a change of heart. Because God is allowing us to see ourselves. He's allowing us to see how good he has been to us and how many times we failed him. And you know what he said? He said, put it on my account. I'll take it. Jesus said, Father, prepare me a body, and I'll go down and redeem man back unto you. He said, place all of these sins and these transgressions, all of these iniquities. He said, place it on my account. And as he hung on the cross, he said, he said Eli, Eli, look up tonight. He said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? He said, into thy hand I commend my spirit. And the very last thing he said, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. When is it going to be finished? When the things that's keeping you away from God going to be finished? When the end, when the end of, your, of your backslide and your foot slides, when is, going to, when, is, when is it going to be finished? But you really be settled in the Lord. I have this chance. With this, with this, it's an anchor with Christ on it. A lot of people see it and admire it and say, oh, you've been in the Navy. I say, no, I ain't been in no Navy. He say, ain't that the chain, ain't that the, a symbol of the, of, the, of the Navy, that anchor? I say, I say, it may be an anchor, but it ain't nothing to do with the Navy. I say, I say, if you look close enough, I say, that's Christ on that anchor, hanging on that anchor, which means that the individual who wear it, supposed to be anchored in the Lord. Oh, that's what that means. When are we going to be anchored? When are we going to be unmovable? The Bible says, he says, be unmovable. Always abounding in the works of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor will not be in vain in the Lord. Amen. God wants us to have a change of heart. We thank God for his word on today. Thank you, Onesimus. Thank you, Philemon. Thank you, Paul. Amen. Thanks for the letter that he wrote that enabled us to read what went on over 2,000 years ago. Amen. When this situation arose in the lives of the believers. Amen. That Philemon, though he had the right to kill he had a change of heart and he forgave him and accepted him back not only as a servant but also as a brother beloved. Jesus said, Let us love one another as he has loved us. 
By this all men will know that you're my disciples. When we have love, one for another. Amen. We thank God, amen, for your presence. Thank God for your patience and the time that you've been here in the service. Amen. Thank God for the word. Thank God for those who have called in to listen in to our broadcast. Amen. Continue to pray for us. And we do pray that the word, amen, have been a blessing to one and all on today. Amen. This concludes our service for today. Let us stand as we about to be dismissed. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your presence here with us. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that has moved upon our hearts to give us a change of heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, open up our eyes of understanding to see what all that we've done to the Lord, but yet he put it on his account and he forgave us, overlooked our faults, and he still attends to our need. Now, fathers, we're about to leave this place, but never from your presence. We pray that the grace and mercy of God rest rule in the Bible of 1049 forever. Let us all respond by saying, Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.